Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Pastor Bernard Karyukimbogua. Pastor Bernard is a resident pastor at Grace Point Church. Hey, Marafiki Nawapenda Nao. Welcome to Truthful Thursday Focus on the Family. We continue with our series, Marriage Propagates God's Mission in the World by Perfecting Both Husband and Wife in Holiness. Someone has argued that while your character flaws may have created mild problems for other people, be it at work, in group discussions in school, in your family of origin where your flaws were downplayed and overlooked, your flaws and quirks will create major problems for you, for your spouse and your marriage. If you have children, even for those very little kids. No one else is as inconvenienced, offended, slighted and hurt by your flaws as your spouse is. Yet, to conform us to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, God brings us in his sovereignty into contact with his sons and daughters in the context of marriage, in the context of a Christian home, for the heavy work of changing us through his gospel into the person and image of his son Jesus. The intention of God is that we would be enduring and resilient enough so that when the difficult seasons in our marriages come and come they will, you and I, you and your spouse can and will roll up our sleeves and get to work to the work of tough and hard-hitting conversations. How are we to do this? Tim Keller argues it is through honest, truth-speaking in love with the power and in the power of God's grace. So in your spouse, you and I will see fear, anxiety, pride, anger, selfishness, insecurities, imposter syndrome, inflexibility, harsh, unforgiving, sulky, lazy, indisciplined, unreliable, dirty, disorganized, distracted, insensitive spouse. And at other times we will see a nerve-wracking perfectionism, a judgmental spirit, a critical heart, impatient, irritability, petty, pushy, angry, indecisive spouse. And these flaws will wound, offend, and disturb us deeply. And you know what? Marriage has this power and ability to show you and I the deeper truths about ourselves. Because of the flaws mentioned above, you and I sometimes will get far-reaching criticism from our spouses that will also be very offensive at times. Because of this feedback and far-reaching criticism, there are those who start to entertain the thoughts that perhaps they married the wrong people and constantly start scaring the other spouse with an exit plan. But you must realize that it isn't ultimately our spouses 
or our spouse who is exposing the sinfulness and the rot in our heart. It's actually God using your own marriage to kill sin and to remove sin from your personal space and from your heart. Tim Keller again articulates that marriage does not so much bring you into confrontation with your spouse as it confronts you with yourself. Marriage shows you and I a realistic and flattering picture of who we truly are and then takes you by the neck. <laughs> it's like marriage tells you Netako Finya and then finyas you and squeezes you, forcing you to pay attention to your flaws. Marriage blows the lid off, turns the lights on, then shines the spotlight on our sin. The full extent of our flawed character is there for our spouse to see in all its ugly detail. Talk of Kofinyo Amanze. Rob Parsons, in his book, The 60-Minute Marriage, shares this hilarious story that took place between Paul and uh, Carol, perhaps not their real names. And Rob writes that they had been married for six years, and they always used to boast among other couples that they'd never had an argument for those six years. Their friends did not believe it, but according to Rob Parsons, it was true. That is, it was true until Christmas Eve last year, writes Rob Parsons. Neither of them can remember exactly how it started except that it had something to do with Christmas tree lights and a roll of tape. But if this couple had not argued for six years, they made it up in that remarkable hour between six and seven o'clock on that evening of goodwill. As the argument intensified, hearts came tumbling out that had lain hidden for years, the oddest being something that occurred on the afternoon of their wedding six years ago. They didn't say a word to each other for three days, and the wife that Scarrow honestly thought their marriage could have ended. By the new year, they had begun to grunt at each other, and now they are fine, except that they argue every two months. They've decided it's much healthier. It's much healthier to engage and perhaps argue and resolve our conflicts. In marriage, we will therefore push back ideas back and forth. We will argue like Paul and Carol. We will deal with debt. We will have to resolve conflict. Sometimes we will find ourselves at a place of disagreeing, treating each other to silent treatment. Sometimes we will disagree on the frequency of love making and how to discipline children, etc., etc., etc. Yet, the invitation here is you and I should not resist the power that marriage 
us. That is the power to expose our ugliness and our wretchedness and the platform marriage of us to graciously be pointing each other to Jesus Christ for our cleansing. You and I should give our spouse the right to talk to us about what is wrong with us. Paul, in the text that we've been reading, Ephesians chapter 5, Paul talks about how Jesus washes and cleanses us from our stains and blemishes. We should be giving our spouse the right to do that, to wash and cleanse the flaws of each other. Here is an invitation and a call to be like Jesus in our homes, in our marriages, accepting our wives and husbands unconditionally. Why? Because Christ has received and accepted us unconditionally. We should not be allowing our spouses to destroy themselves with their old rugged sins. We should therefore be making the biblical choice not to withdraw, not to merely tell off and shout at each other, not to give up or attack each other, but to ably and nobly, in a gracious, loving way, uh, correct and point our spouses to Jesus Christ, pointing them ultimately to the glorious, sinless Christ who has the power to alter and radically change their hearts. For now, let us pick it up from here next Thursday. Until next Thursday, bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracebornchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.